0: and girls to tin can alley one word for you today playoffs playoffs i'm your host Derek helwig here talking all about backyard baseball 2001 and i'm joined as always by my brother jordan
1: hi i'm jordan it's the playoffs
0: the long-awaited playoffs we've been talking about them for weeks and they're finally here the brackets are set the odds are there the odds are the there are odds (laughs) <laughs> uh we'll talk about that later it's an exciting time pick your favorites pick your horse cheer for them to the end uh this is the part of the season that matters because everybody knows regular season doesn't
1: matter yeah when now when you get to the well playoffs. i mean when we have like a playoff structure where nobody gets all the way excluded then yeah that can happen you know i think some people they take the regular season uh, not so seriously when they feel like they're not going to end up in the top three, and yeah, I'm be in the wild card playoff anyway. Well, now it matters. So hopefully you've been taking notes and practicing up. Um, it just is a quick reminder of who's set to play today in our league. Um, in the first game of the wild card playoff, the Marlins uh, square off against the Bombers. And the Astros against the Monsters in the National League. Uh, we've got Royals at Hornets and Blue Jays at Wombats. So, Wombats, how are you feeling?
0: Wombats well, feeling
1: good. Um, I
0: There's a lot to unpack here. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I did a little bit of practice with the game file that you sent me. Um, Just making sure things would work with my roster against the other preset roster. And it was good. Um, I played a couple innings, just kind of got my feet wet, as it were. And um, I'm curious why I'm not able to play at my own home stadium, Parks Department number two, and had to pick Cement Gardens as the uh, field to play. We can get into that later. If you want. um, Generally, feeling pretty good.
1: No, I I am I'm always excited um when all the scores start coming in on one day and like we've mentioned in previous episodes this is the first time that we've used player hacking or rather the coach file hacking um in order to pit everybody against a common roster. Um and so I think that that is going to be just Wow, just a first for our league and uh, kind of a, a shot in the arm for the excitement level in uh, this year's playoffs. It's not more the same. Things have changed. There's a more level playing field than ever before. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. So um, just for the sake of our listeners and the fans of the league, we have um, a little bit of a draft between all of the top teams in our league to determine who's going to play on this CPU roster. And um, with a little bit of commissioner oversight in order to balance the roster, this is where we landed. There are seven um, pro players on this roster who are represented by their clones uh, that the CPU generates. Uh, So Rao Mondesi, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Mo Vaughn, Kurt Schilling, Jason Kendall, and Nomar Garcia-Para. Um, make up the pros on that roster. And then Jim Kylie, and Ezra Travolta uh, round out that squad. Everybody plays against that team um, until we get to the World Series, and then those opponents will draft a new, a new roster.
0: I just want to jump in here and say, if all this is extremely confusing to you, uh, don't be discouraged. And if you are just jumping into this podcast, and this is the first episode you're listening to, I'd recommend going back to number one, where we talk about the league format and how we determine scores, and that might help clear the air if you feel like you're over your head right now. So,
1: um, and then I would say if talking about player clones makes no sense, jump into episode four, hack the system, and then uh, yeah, you could kind of skip around and then get caught up to where we are right now and you're
0: back, and welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> now you know everything you need to know about uh, the game. So yeah, today uh, today's the final day to submit scores for just this is just the wild card uh, phase of the playoffs, correct? So the division series have yet to happen. Those are three game playoffs or three game, yeah, three game series. Yep, best of three. But these wild card games are single elimination games, so high stakes high stakes in these scores today with the playoffs here uh obviously there's there's like a, a a sense of weight i guess that comes with the postseason it's special right it's it's not just your everyday regular season saturday afternoon leisurely stroll to the ballpark kind of game you know it's, it's a big deal um whether it's real sports or i won't call it fake sports but no. um creative sports i don't i don't know uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the same kind of special sort of feeling that comes with that because now it's do or die. Um, and part of the mystique of that, uh, in the past couple years has come from one Paul McMichael, who of his own, um, of his own volition, is that the right, I don't yeah, even know if that's the right use of that word, he has taken it upon himself to create for the league Vegas odds for winners of the Wild Card, the American and National League, and the World Series. And we actually brought Paul McMichael onto the show to talk about how he comes up with these Vegas odds, uh, the process behind that, and maybe his heart's favorite for where he would place his money were he to bet on these, uh, these playoffs.
2: Luck be a lady tonight luck be a lady tonight
0: paul explain yourself Luck-a- why are the athletics arbitrarily just the most favored to win the world series this year
2: morning guys thanks for having me on <laughs> um so let me kind of explain the process that i use to create these odds because it is data-driven it's not um, who I believe the favorites should be, who I believe the long shots should be, so uh, when I started to think about this, i actually last year was the first year that I did it. I realized that just using an average score kind of distorts the outliers, so for example, uh my fifty two number would be you know way too powerful if you were just using average score to compare one team to another when the 52 would hypothetically win every other game against every other team in the league that season. So here's what I do. I take all of the scores from the entire season. So this year, 118 scores were posted taking out the forfeits. Mm -hmm. And then I go down through your scores so for the Angels and Wombats who both played all 9 games this season, I would take your four spot, right? So let's say you scored 4 runs in the first game and I compare that four spot against all of the other 118 scores. And that would hypothetically win um hold on a sec, let me pull up my let me pull up my uh standing sheet. So if you scored four runs in one of the games this year, you would have won 40 times out of 118 possible games. So then Mm -hmm. I run that down through all nine games and come up with an adjusted win percentage for the season. So Jordan. Okay. Yes. The Angels this year have an adjusted win percentage of 751. That should, uh the that wombats makes me feel
1: all right, yeah. Okay.
2: The wombats have an adjusted win percentage this year of 442.
0: I feel like that's not as good.
2: <laughs> Hypothetically speaking, you know, if you played every game that many times, you know, that that's what your win percentage um would kind of wait out to be if you take out the randomness of who your opponent was every single week. So this does a few things for us. Uh, One is it kind of creates a more realistic um, winning percentage. It also helps out the teams that forfeited a game or two um, and adjusts um, their possible win percentage to what they actually had results of because when you forfeit, you know, it's a major disadvantage. Um, and you know, it, it creates some interesting scenarios because like I would have won every one of the hundred and eighteen matchups that I played as long as I scored 52, but right. I would have lost every single one of the 118 matchups because I lost that one week negative five. Mm. So then what I do is I compare those win ratios to one another and create an odds for each matchup so for example the bombers this year have an adjusted win percentage of 666 and the marlins have an adjusted win percentage of 302 so i put that ratio up next to each other and say okay the bombers have based on that adjustment um they have a and i don't have the number here in front of me but they have a 68% chance of winning that matchup. And Mm -hmm. then that goes into my calculations. And then I put the bombers against possible opponent in wild card game number two. And that comes up with a percentage chance that they have for winning the wild card game. Mm -hmm. And then I make sure that the percentage chances for the wild card add up to near 100. And I can explain that in a moment. And then I go to uh, a website that takes percentage odds into the plus minus format that you would see at any sports book in the country. I also factor in three-game series. So let's say hypothetically the the Athletics have a 60% chance to win a series. Well, or the Athletics have a 60% chance to win one game. Well, if you put that over three games, their odds are going to go up. So I crunch those numbers to get the adjusted series potential and the favorites just become a little bit stronger that way. Um, The reason I say add up close to 100, and this is where there is some subjectivity in my calculations. So um, the numbers add up to 100 originally, but I kind of disperse. About an extra 10 percentage points to each calculation um the Vegas odds make the the bookies make money by having their odds add up to like a hundred and twenty percent uh mm-hmm. and they make money on that margin mm-hmm. because they're not giving as much as what they would um mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. I don't really know how to explain it better than that but
0: no I think it makes sense like everything in Vegas it's not quite fair no it's not no no the the bottom odds line up
2: to 100% <laughs> uh, the odds usually add up to somewhere around 120% actually and my odds are usually about 110% so I've made it a little bit realistic um, I see in going above the 100% benchmark um, but not totally not not totally unfairly weighted. So,
0: so you're a kind of bookie.
2: Kind of, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't gone as as hard as as uh what they probably would in Vegas on these. But um so then, you know, using those calculations, I get to the plus odds that we have right now. Um so to answer your question, Derek, the athletics were the strongest team by the data this season as you both know um and so that's how that's how you know the athletics come out with strong odds but i would actually say that the athletics didn't come out with as strong of odds as they could have if 52 meant more than just winning 118 matchups does that make sense
1: did, can you give me your adjusted win percentage? Do you have that handy? Yeah,
2: yeah. my adjusted win percentage is 763. The Angels' adjusted win percentage is 751. So just the shade above. Right. And I think that's reflected in the final odds to win the AL and to win the World Series, that the athletics are a shade above. Um, I also, when it comes down to head-to-head matchups, we'll Mm. put the two head-to-head scores next to each other. So Mm -hmm. the athletics, uh, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I put the athletics and angels next to each other, and it came out to the athletics winning like 63% of those games or 65% of those games uh, if you had run all 81 scenarios.
1: And so it's worth mentioning because, Derek, you were like, oh, that sounds, you know, better or worse when he gave adjusted win percentages. This, I mean, helpful to me because, so if you, in this case, we're really kind of just looking at player manager record, not backyard baseball record, but um, my win percentage (laughs) against player managers goes from 555 to that 753, I believe, that number. Well, the Wombats, um, apparently your your win percentage um, took a little bit of a a jump, you know, because your win percentage against player managers was 333. You were three and six against player managers. (laughs) So you you got a little bump there too. Um, But I think that Paul, that just adds a lot of fun to the season for you because you have a clearer picture than anybody else whose numbers are fake when you get to the end of the season. Um, Yeah where you can look and see like uh their record doesn't quite doesn't quite reflect maybe how how good they are. So right. do you do you have any reflections um as far as how your odds played out last year? Do you remember um you know Ugh. your your predictions and your your ratios? That's kind of Unfair and on the spot, but
2: I mean the, the athletics last year were the favorites. <laughs> Won the world I series. do remember that, and <laughs> so, you know, ended up winning the world job. series. So there is that. Um, I remember the last year, actually I'm pulling up the document from last season. Unfortunately, I edited the document as we went further in the world. Series, right. So, um, so it doesn't have like the wild card round and stuff in it. That's right. um, yeah, I remember last year the the Blue Jays actually uh, winning the wild card was a bit of an underdog. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but that
1: that also has to do with a a, a change at the helm mid season. That's um, true too. Where, yep, yeah, he was dealing with some numbers he didn't earn.
2: Yep. So, yeah, I mean, the, oh, you the- put
1: so much work
0: into this; it's crazy. <laughs> I I mean, I just want. I want people to appreciate the the amount of effort and time that have gone into these odds because it sounds like every number on this page has like 20 calculations behind or more. I don't even know. So uh, thank you, uh, first of all, for just like putting in all this effort and work to make our league better.
1: Yeah, The question is, are you making us any money out of this, you know? Yeah, what's what's our cut? <laughs> <laughs> it that's
2: would be kind of crazy if we actually had, you know, legitimate bets on it or or fake bets on it. Maybe that's an expansion for future seasons. Yeah,
1: exactly. You can bet your, your next year's mm. payroll on who wins the World Series <laughs> um without without penalty of being removed from the Hall of Fame discussion. Yeah, I like that. Why did
0: you uh Why'd you do my Royals dirty and not give them odds to win the World Series?
2: <laughs> because they were such long odds that the bookie wouldn't take a bet on it. Mm. So so here is the reason why the Royals um, did not fare so well in the odds picture. Uh, the Royals' highest score this season was two. They were consistently between two and negative two. So their adjusted win percentage was point zero nine three. Um, which when you put that ratio up against some of the stronger numbers, I mean, you guys, you guys can do the math and they're not, they're not going to fare so well. So plus 1900 is actually really long to win two games in the wild card. And, uh, I think some betters might be interested in just taking that flyer out and seeing what happens with it. And their odds to win the AL at a, a hundred to one is incredibly, incredibly long. So just decided not to uh not to up that at all with World Series potential.
1: I saw uh Wasso's response to that on the group text. He said, Oh, time to start playing with two hands, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was perfectly funny because it's not going to help you. But in any case, you go for it. (laughs) WASO. you're my pick to win the American League Wild Card. So Um, I will link
0: this document or some form of these numbers in the description of this podcast. If you want to take a look, I know it might be a little bit confusing to hear these numbers and not be able to see them. So I'll put them down there for you. Paul, anything else that you would like to explain or touch on regarding these Vegas odds?
2: Yeah, I mean, I would say there are a few variables that are not factored into these numbers. Um, You know, one of them being the different playoff format that we have this season, um, playing an even CPU roster, perhaps that CPU roster favors some playing styles over others. I would also say uh, one of the things we're not looking at here are the teams that have been hot lately. Uh, So, for example, the Fishes have been really hot and really consistent in their last four games, scoring um, anywhere between seven and ten runs. So, you know, it it doesn't factor in that some teams have recently been playing very well and other teams have recently put up a few duds.
1: No, I think the playoff format we've come up with has has worked pretty well in that I, I like that. Um, everybody has odds except for if you're the royals um in this case but uh there's still <laughs> and that's what but there's still a lot of incentive to stay on top because you've got a lot of uh elimination games to face mm-hmm. otherwise so and mm-hmm. uh would you yeah, say it keeps
2: everyone in it
1: would you say Paul I again um as you look at your numbers on the spot do you have any calls that you have to make with your heart instead of instead of your head anything specifically wild card week um where you think uh the data will be upset um today's the deadline for the wild card and i'm pretty pumped up to see scores start rolling in anything uh you're looking for today
2: um i would if if I were putting money down with my heart, I would put money on my uh on my best man Derek Barnhart to pull through with the Bombers. Um the Bombers kind of got a raw shake because they weren't consistent in playing their games this season. Those um the the one forfeit really came back to haunt whenever the league standings ended up being that close. Uh I mean if they just put a BB win on the board, then they've got the tiebreaker against the Melonheads, and they're sitting in the third spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we know that the Bombers and Derek will be motivated to make it through this wild card. Uh, they always show up in the playoffs. They have that experience in playing in those high pressure situations. So I'll be uh, I'll be rooting for Derek to make it through and give the Pirates a run for their money in the League Division Series.
1: Yeah, I like that call. Um, To quote Derek Barnhart in recent correspondence with the uh, commissioner's office regarding the playoff files he received, and I quote, all Gucci now. Thumbs up emoji. Time to ball out in the playoffs. No mercy.
2: Let's go.
0: Paul, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. Really, really appreciate it. And... um." hopefully you know best of luck in the playoffs and potentially we'll see you in the world series
2: thanks guys i hope so i hope it'll be a lot of fun awesome (laughs)
0: Well, that was fascinating, Jordan. I mean, I never knew that Paul put that much time and effort into it. I kind of assumed that he spent maybe 20 minutes. But from what we just heard, it sounds more like uh, 20 hours.
1: Uh, I'm sure that it it was just one of the things that Paul enjoyed so much he couldn't stop. Like once he had an idea of what would be best, like what would be most fair and what would be the most realistic, there was there was no turning back. That's my guess.
0: You can, once again, get these playoff odds, and I will also link the playoff bracket in the description below, so you can take a look at that, cheer on your favorite team, and I feel like this is a good time to say this. Uh, you can now contact us on the podcast to set up an, an email account, asktincanalley at gmail.com. Send us your questions. Send us your bets. Send us your money. I don't <laughs> care. Uh, send us whatever you want. And we'll talk about it maybe here on the podcast. So ask Tin Can Alley, that's all one word, obviously, at gmail.com. I'll also mention quickly, I broke down and I did what all bad podcasts do. And I made a Patreon. (laughs) And if you want, you can search Tin Can Alley on Patreon. I'll put the link down in the description as well. Uh, Disclaimer, I don't really know how it works. So if you want to throw money into the void and maybe it will get to one of us for any reason, you can do that. But I'm definitely that's not a thing I'm going to be pushing, but it exists and it's out there for any generous billionaires who happen to be listening. Um, But definitely don't feel like that's something you need to do. It's just it's there. It, it exists. exists. It's. Th- I haven't. I haven't decided what we're going to do. And with to it be yet.
1: clear, it's not how you bet on uh, any given team to win the World Series. So, don't no. put some.
0: Don't yeah. <laughs> any money going. <laughs> any money going there will not be coming back. Yeah. Don't give
1: comments. I'll take those odds. Royals all the way.
0: When I Jordan was getting ready to play my playoff game, I opened up the coach file that you sent me and tested it out. And when I looked at my roster, some of the guys, specifically Randy Johnson, seemed to be having a really good day. He seemed to be really pumped for the playoffs. He was all pluses everywhere. And then I exited the game and came back and tried again and noticed that it had changed. Randy Johnson did not have the pluses again. And somebody else, I think it was Nomar Garcia Para, was just having an awful, terrible day and couldn't hit anything. I think he was a two on hitting or something like that. This this notion, this uh, game mechanic of a good day and a bad day in backyard baseball, I'd like to explore a little bit yes. and try to figure out what makes a good day, what makes a bad day, and can we determine what's going to happen before it even happens? Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's wade into the weeds. I love good days and bad
1: days. Good days and bad days. I think it's brilliant and totally frustrating as a player just that you can open up your roster and sometimes for no reason at all your player who I don't know maybe you've built your roster around is no longer the player that once they used to be and uh, then you're forced to like scramble and try to get runs some other way and I think it was one of the things that um, was probably like most panic inducing as a eight year old playing this game. Um, you open up, you like you draft your team, you open up your roster, and then you hover your mouse over the players real fast to see like who's normal. Yeah, you just like hold <laughs> your breath, you know. Um, yeah, and so, uh, just some of the basics of that, you know, you've got your um stats for every player, but they can fluctuate based on whether you're players having a good day or a bad day if they have a good day they have statistical improvements reflected by those little plus icons in the middle of baseballs in addition to their stats and they also have uh, like an orange backdrop on their thumbnail icon which i think is hilarious it's kind of like school picture day like would you like the orange Uh background or the green background or the blue background well when you're having a good day you choose the orange background um you know, just to prove that you're having a great day. And then an average day where they're true to their normal stats, they have the green background and a bad day is a a light blue background, this pensive, somber, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. semi-depressed kind of feel. So the basics of good day, bad day are, are that simple. But the question of course, yeah, is why? Why is somebody having a good or bad day? Because sometimes... There's, there's no reason. It seems like built into the game is kind of this random uh, function where it will choose some of your players and give them um, boosts or cuts. But some of them uh, have a reason, a discernible reason uh, why a player might have a good day or a bad day. And I think that those are super fun.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. Definitely... Every character in the game has a lot of personality, and sometimes that personality or even those relationships between players plays into why they're having a good day or a bad day uh, on any given team. There are a number of examples of these. Let's talk about maybe some of the more common ones and some of the less common ones that are out there. So one very common example of this would be drafting Ashley and Sidney Weber onto the same team. When they're playing together, both get a giant stat boost, putting them way above where they would be if they were individually on the team because they're twins.
1: Yeah. And uh, you know, just so that people get an idea for what kind of stat boost we're talking about, Ashley and Sidney Weber are both a five in batting, seven in running, six in pitching, and three in fielding. But if they are together on the same team, they become eight, eight, seven, eight in at least their most uh, normal scenario. That even fluctuates a little bit, but normally they're, they're eight eight seven eight, which that's a good player. And uh, like Pat Cook has mentioned in previous episodes, Sidney Weber, I mean, you'd have to assume also Ashley Weber, but Sidney Weber so far also uh, kind of flexing a little bit this season with a couple of home runs without aluminum power. So the stat boost makes mm-hmm. a, a big difference. Another popular one is um, Ahmed Khan and Amir Khan. Another uh, sibling effect This one's kind of funny You know you have Ahmed He's a um, a 10 in batting And a 7 in running Amir is normally An 8 in batting, a 6 in running And a 10 in pitching But when they play on the same team uh, Amir apparently wants to be Like his big brother Ahmed So he becomes a 10-7 But then he gets um, He gets cuts Like minuses as if he were having like half a good day, half a bad day in pitching. So it's like Amir pretends he's not a pitcher. He pretends he's just like his big brother. He's just like a slugger. So he becomes more of like a carbon copy of Ahmed, Um, at least on paper. I I think that I've always still had more luck with Ahmed at the plate than Amir, even when they're on the same team. That's another popular one. Um, But I think that, the fun in the game is you learn these things primarily by reading um players bios Um, and some of them are easier to figure out than others and there are some bonuses that are not explained really at all so if you're listening to this podcast i think i've got at least two Good day, bad day, um, tidbits that you've never heard before. The exception would be if you're a part of the Reddit League, (laughs) because some of these, some of these (laughs) I've gleaned from, from them, but one of them, um, I recently contributed, which is partly just to pat myself on the back a little bit, but also partly just to, to say, you know, in the game, we're still figuring some of this stuff out. It's, it's just fun because, um, there's enough work that the developers have put into this that there are, there are tricks, there are secrets, and um, I, I hope I haven't found them all yet. I hope that I still get surprised by a couple here and there. But um, what's another one you can think of?
0: Well, one that made me really happy that we actually kind of almost accidentally mentioned on the podcast the other day was uh, the relationship between Marky Dubois, 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 and we need um, to figure that out.
1: <laughs> we don't. Billy Jean don't Blackwood. Know anything.
0: <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, so I, I kind of jokingly mentioned if they were on the same team, if their stats would change, uh, because in the bio, Markie, um definitely has a thing for Billy Jean, and confirmed by one of our player managers in the league, Tyler Greenwood, who has them both on the same team. Marky sig- significantly increases his statistics when he is – or his his attributes, I guess, when he's on the same team as Billy Jean Blackwood. Billie Jean, however, takes a pretty hard hit when she is on the same team. And I think that's a consistent one that's repeatable and you can track oh, yeah. yourself. But that made oh, me absolutely. really happy knowing that their, their relationship does have an effect on the way that they play.
1: Yep. Now, there are some – Um, like sibling combinations that don't do anything. Apparently like Vicky and Kenny Kawaguchi don't have any interest in playing with each other. I mean, they're just totally normal regardless. Um, one of my favorites is that Tony and Angela Del Vecchio, uh, they get better. They have good days when they play against each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and I mean, they both become pretty good players (laughs) when they play against each (laughs) other. Um, I think that some sibling rivalry on the game is super fun. Um, so I love, I love that touch. Um, one that is maybe most overt, but is worth mentioning. Cause there's kind of like a, I mean, there's kind of a pro tip here. So Maria Luna, um, oh in her bio, it, it includes, well, I mean, it, it says, you know, she's not that great. She's a kid. She's crazy, watch out. But then it says, "How do you solve a problem like Maria? Put her in a pink uniform. That's how." So there's kind of this obvious uh, indicator that you should put her on a custom team and set both of those colors on that custom team to pink. But what we found um, growing up is that even when you did that, it didn't necessarily give you the bonus, um, or it didn't give you maybe the full bonus because sometimes mm-hmm. she'd be insane. She'd be up to a nine, 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 ten um, as a result. And so the pro yeah. tip here is that some of these bonuses um, need to be first in the code order in order to take their full effect. Um, what do you mean by
0: first in the code order?
1: Uh, simply put, you need to pick them first on your roster but okay. um, on your coach file you know if you were going to go into the game it just has all the players listed one after the other and so you know that that player Maria Luna's code AC would have to appear first in the roster um, so if you've been picking Maria Luna last and hoping to get her full bonus uh, you shouldn't you should pick her first So yeah try that Another one that
0: I've heard, and unconfirmed, but it might be the same case because I've noticed sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But I've heard rumors of Annie Frazier. When you select her and your mascot is an animal, she also gets a significant stat bonus. I don't know if that's one that you've heard.
1: I have heard of it. Well, and I mean, I've at least thought about that. Um, but I think the question is like, then what counts, you know, of all the pro teams mm-hmm. and all of the custom teams, because like all of the custom teams, except for one, well, I guess two melon heads are not an animal, <laughs> no. you know, um, you know, those are mostly animals. And then, um, I don't know. You just got a smattering of bird mascots and a devil ray. Does that count as an animal? I mean, it's an animal, but is it the kind of animal that Annie Fraser likes? I don't I'm going
0: to test this. I'm literally going to test this right now.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm already doing that too. I've picked Annie on I'm on the Orioles. And an oriole is definitely some kind of animal. I'm going to try wombats. Any kind of S- bonus. <laughs> but See that's the happens. thing is, is does she have favorite animals? You know, because if you could find out the one animal, it's worth mentioning too. Because Annie Fraser is supposed to be a good hitter, but she has really low power. Um, so maybe if she had a good day, she'd finally be a, a version of herself that would be worth drafting. On yeah, your you know team. what? I
0: think we're gonna scratch this one from the record because I tried with the wombats and I got nothing. So yeah, busted. See, and- that one's bogus. If you hear that, don't believe it.
1: I think this totally, um, brings up one thing that is, uh, interesting is some of the things that the players say, cause you can go into their cards and you can click on them and they can say things, you know, they, they seem like they should result in a good day or bad day combination. Um, but they don't, which my conclusion from all of that, is that the most reliable information for good days and bad days in the game is in the bio, like the written bio. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the things that they say, not necessarily. So for instance, if you talk to Juan Gonzalez, Juan Gonzalez will tell you that he grew up in the same city as Ivan Rodriguez and that they're best friends and that he would love for them to play on the same team one day. Well, that seems like, Wow, that's gotta be a good day. So, right, you go back there and you pick them both and you put them on the same team. Nothing, you know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily matter. So, um, I've I've found again that if it's not in the bio, if it's not in the written bio, then it's not. It's probably not anything. And even some of the things that are in the written bio, um, they seem like they could be something. And they're not. So it's one of those things. I I wish, part of me wishes that every player had a condition where yeah. you could meet that condition and you'd get um, a good day out of that player. But alas, that's, that's not the case.
0: You teased like two different conditions, two different good day, bad day sort of tips. I'm curious to know what those are now. I'm on the hook.
1: Yes. Yeah, you should be. All right, so. You'll notice when you pull up any player on this game, the information that's given is their name, their nickname, um, their handedness, their bio, their stats. And there's one more thing that is in the game and uh, it seems like just some fun information. Um, I'm alluding to their birthday. Mm. The birthdays in the game are meaningful for good days and bad days. So this is one, actually, I didn't know this until I checked out the Reddit league because they have a rule. <laughs> you can um, have a good day with a player if you're playing on their birthday. So the game actually checks the date on your computer. Huh. And then, uh, you know, does their good days that way. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is like in the casual league that this Reddit league started, they've had to explicitly mention that you're not allowed to change the date of your computer to be that player's <laughs> birthday unless it's within the week of their birthday. So, you know, if you're close enough, yeah, you can change the date to get a good, uh, a good day for that player. But otherwise that's, you're not, you're amazing. not allowed. So That's
0: one thing that I would have never even considered or thought of.
1: Right. Because, and that's what I meant. Like it's not in the bios anywhere. You can't find I don't know where you would find the information that, you know, everybody plays better on their birthday, but come on, like when you're a kid, your of birthday course. is the best day ever. So yeah. um, if you're playing on your birthday, you're bound to have a good day. Well, I think this has playoff implications too. So hmm. coming up, Reese, um, that's really funny. I almost said Witherspoon. Reese Worthington has a birthday coming up on May 25th. Frank Thomas and Jeff Bagwell Ooh. both have Man. birthdays on May 27th. Kenny Lofton and Gretchen Hasselhoff both have birthdays on May 31st and Dmitri Petrovich has a birthday on June 9th. So, if you're uh, one of our player managers here in the playoffs and you're you've got players like that on your roster, you might want to you might want to strategize when you play some of your big games. Um, you know what all those players birthdays. have in common? None of them are on you your know, team.
0: None of them are on my team. Yep, <laughs> that was an easy enough question.
1: So those are those are the the players with birthdays uh, coming up. But I think that that is just like a a perfect touch on this game um, to have those. But are you ready for the other one? The other one that I've I've recently corroborated and discovered for myself. Drop the bomb. All right. Well this is gonna make you really happy. <laughs> okay. Not because not because this player's on your team. You can't be that no, happy. Then, uh, I'm but I but because care. we're coming back to Marky.
0: <gasps>
1: yes. So if you open up Marky's bio, it does. It has some interesting information in his in his his bio there. Um at the end it says that getting him focused on the game is almost as hard as getting him to take a bath. He doesn't like socks, though. Remember that. Okay. That's a pretty clear nod that that yeah. information is important. So, of course, I'm thinking to myself, where in the world would this play in in backyard baseball? How could this matter? Got any guesses? Is it-
0: is it Sandy Flats?
1: Oh, good guess. You know, like because you would normally play play barefoot on the sand. Not, yeah. not correct. Oh, I'll give you another guess if you want it. Uh,
0: my my guess two would be Steel Stadium because of the pool and the bath reference.
1: Hmm. So, I'm not for two. You're o for two. Oh. Um, it's, I think, more straightforward than that. Okay. The, an- the, the answer is um, there are two major league teams that include Sox in the title. Oh, okay. Okay. When... I... Wow. When Markey plays on either the Red Sox or the White Sox, and he's first in the code order. Because he hates socks, he has a bad day. He okay. becomes a four-four-five-three. But then I thought to myself: Is this conversely true? You know, is it also true when Marky plays against the Red Sox or the White Sox? Yeah, it is true when oh, he plays. Oh no! You're kidding uh, me. Against the Red Sox or the White Sox, he becomes an eight seven, seven, nine, which, Aww. you know, for your own information makes him statistically equivalent to Nomar Garcia Para. Wow. Um, now, circling back to Billy Jean Blackwood, when he is on a team with Billy Jean, he becomes an eight, seven, ten, nine, which does go to show that Marky loves Billy Jean Blackwood more than he hates socks.
0: <laughs> uh, incredible analysis. How did you come up with that one? Is that the one that you contributed yourself and how did you
1: yeah. get it out? Yeah, um, I can't remember why I was thinking about this. I mean, I just read it in his bio and was thinking about it. I was going through and looking at some different players um, yeah, and I just decided to test it out. I think I was testing out some other stuff that they had put on that sheet to see if I thought it was true and then mm-hmm. um and that one kind of came to mind. There are some other ones that I wish were true. So for example, it mentions that Jose Conseco um mm, no, I was wrong. It's not Jose Conseco. Somebody it says that they have the biggest arms in the league. Well, except for Keisha Phillips, and I thought for sure uh-huh. that was Jose, um, but whoever whoever it was, I, I was hoping that would create a rivalry between that person and Keisha Phillips, and uh, it doesn't. So it's just mm-hmm. things like that. Like you you track stuff down in the bio and um, try to put players in different situations, but yeah, it it doesn't always pan out. But it is fun when it does. That was super exciting when I play tested that theory and it was was right.
0: I would really be curious. So, I, I I would love to propose a couple that I would love to be in the game that I don't yes. know if they are in the game, but I would want them to be. Yes. And my number one, um, I would love it if you had Dmitry Petrovich on the same team as Mr. Clanky, that he would just geek out and go bananas and Your be a robot. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, like it would be maybe him and Jorge Garcia, either one of those guys, I feel like. But I think that would be an amazing relationship because Clanky in in and of itself, he's kind of a secret player. I mean, he's not like a secret to anybody who plays, but right. he's not one who's typically on the bench. Right. So I think and it'd so be fun to have a re, uh, some kind of relationship between him and one of the players. And maybe there is, I just haven't figured it out yet.
1: No, I don't know of it. But if I, that's one of those things, if anybody has some extra good day, bad day things, um, that they feel like nobody knows and that they know, uh, you should, you should pass them along. So they're the ones everybody knows some of the ones we covered. Um, you know, if, if someone's playing in their, their home field, they get a bonus there. Um, we didn't talk about Sally and Ronnie Dobbs. They have a pretty funny, uh, inverse kind of relationship where, uh, Sally loves to babysit her brother, so she gets better, but Ronnie gets worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, if you've got any that you think nobody knows but you, this is the right place to share. Definitely. That's
0: right. You can email us at asktincanally at com, and we will read all of your emails, every single email that comes in. We promise to read it. hmm And um, if you have any questions... That we can tackle on the show we will do that so definitely email us at asktincanalley at gmail.com
1: that would be so fun if we started having questions and we're trying oh my to goodness. start tracking stuff down
0: mom send me a question so I can talk about it
1: right exactly we'll entertain all kinds of questions but you know hopefully the backyard baseball ones we can answer thoroughly.
0: You can also visit our Patreon page. Uh, I don't know how to how do you, I don't even know how to plug a Patreon. I'm so Patreon illiterate. It's out there. If you go to Patreon's website and maybe you can search for Tin Can Alley. I don't know how it works. You can do that um, and look at look at the one thing that's up there, which is a poll about what kind of Patreon content you want. That's how clueless I am. And again. This is not really a thing I'm pushing. It's it it exists and it's out there. So mm-hmm. there you go. Do do what you will with that. But definitely don't feel pressured to uh, engage with that. Jordan, thank you and may the best team win.
1: I don't want the best team to win. That's right. Uh the data driven team to win. I want to see the second best team win. Well, more than anything, I want an exciting playoffs and um, I think that sometimes that happens when the numbers are wrong and uh, so go Royals go Wombats really want really want a good for you this season and uh, really excited to see those numbers start coming in for our wildcard teams today
0: that's right stay tuned here on this podcast for all the results from this wildcard week and we'll see you next week on Tim Can Alley